Hey everybody, this is Sam and you're listening to the Deep End Podcast, the show that provides you with juicy relationship, sexual and personal development tips. A podcast for deep thinkers and feelers who love personal growth and want to experience healthy relationships. Today I have an incredible guest who looks remarkably aesthetically pleasing for me right now oh my god (laughs) this person has combined entrepreneurship artistry sexuality and shamanic practices paisley hart is their name walks boldly between the four worlds paisley is the founder of the shamanic rite of passage event the funeral archetypal mental mentoring program shapeshifters two highly praised podcasts curious conversations and I needed this today, and a seasoned practitioner of the spiral. Not to forget they previously their previous successes in being the founder of hip-hop record label Fight Music, social media marketing business Did You Love, monthly live music event on One Mic, and a number one CEO, SEO, sorry, blog Poetry Runs Deep, and so many more ventures. Their gifts are unparalleled and diverse. Thank you so much for joining me, Paisley. Thank you for having me. And also, look, let's aim for that number one CEO as well, rather than just the SEO. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've just been over my words, but uh, it was a manifestation tool. It wasn't a trip. It was, it was, it was meant to be. Yeah, I love that. So, <laughs> what I have in front of me for those listening who don't have access to the visuals is. A very like I just love the color that you have expressed on your face and the color Mm. that you're wearing and just yeah the uniqueness of you and this is why I'm calling you onto this podcast so I'd love for Mm. my listeners to yeah hear a little bit about your journey where have you been where have you come from Ooh, it's a loaded uh, question I know (laughs) (laughs) and it's never the same when I answer it um I love that uh, who am I? I would say, yeah, I'm a shapeshifter, a chameleon, uh, someone that for- follows the erotic thread, not meaning only sexual, but the life force of what's really real to me in any moment and where that is. So that can be like, uh, yeah, for instance, like I was just saying to my friend last night while messaging, I'm in a bit of a like flunk at the moment. And I was like, yeah, the only things I'm really interested in at the moment is memes, lots of sex and experimenting with makeup. It's probably the only things that make me feel alive in this moment. So mm. given, given, like you said, my face is a bit beat at the moment and I've like never done my makeup like this. I'm just trying. Um, that looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, where I've come from is, is, is from a very disparate lifestyle of, of lots of different places. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. Just on Saturday, I was at the Queer Ball in Byron and I had been seeing this um, person around Lismore, this person, I'm not too sure how they identify, but uh, male body wearing dresses. I see him around, I'm like, oh, respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they came up to me the other day and they're like, hey, Paisley. And I'm like, hey. And I'm like, oh, fuck, maybe I do know this person. <laughs> Um, and they're like, oh, you know, like a, I was a part of running a festival down in um, in Tasmania called New Kind, which is about creating, like for, for a week, it was a zero waste uh, project where for a week you create a new world. And there was like engineers, artists, healers, 
agriculturalists or permaculturalists, like all these different people. It's like we had this massive property. It's like if we were to create a world, that was actually where I named myself Paisley. I renamed myself. And then and they're like, yeah, remember when we were there? And then, then like, remember when I used to come to your monthly hip-hop gigs? And now I'm at the queer ball. I'm like, fuck, I've lived a lot of different lives, you know? Like everything is is in my life. I, I just do my best to not get stuck in a label of who I am. It's like, you know, in one moment, I'm like someone that runs queer sex parties. The other moment, I am someone that runs hip hop gigs. And it's like, for instance, hip hop is very known to have quite a homophobic layer to it. You know, it's like mm. just the other day, I got faggot tattooed on my throat and they're playing like old school Easy Ice Cube, Eminem. And every single of the songs has like a derogatory word faggot in it. And when they close, they're like, we are so sorry that we were playing that music. We did not think. I was like, I, I have all of those people tattooed on me. Like, <laughs> I, I am a living contradiction. Don't worry. Yes. I love this. Yep. Are you going to say anything else? I could say a million other things, but maybe I'll, I'll, I'll let you steer from there. But what I, I, yeah, what I'm trying to say is there's someone that lives very disparate, has lived many different lives, but I feel like uh, I don't leave any of it behind. And some of that can contradict and, and, and can be quite polarizing. And, and that's something I have to be okay with. And to go into the deep end, sometimes you have to go deep into things that are totally opposite to what someone else thinks you may be or something that you were just yesterday. Yes, I love this. So this is something I wanted to share with you. We were talking before the podcast recording and I was like, no, I'm going to save it. So last night I went into this deep, I go deep into my thoughts sometimes and I go deep into like just, human behavior, consciousness, and all the things. And I was like, whoa, we've been provided with these set of conditions, you know, like we have these set of conditions of what it is to be human. We have our psyches, we have our minds, we have what we're consciously aware of, what we're not. And then we have this spectrum of emotions that we get to experience and spectrum of like all sorts of ways we get to choose to express ourselves. And what I see a lot of is social conformity, people conforming to a set way of being and, um, not really choosing an authentic or a unique way to express themselves and then placing judgment upon other people. I'm sure you would receive a lot of judgments <laughs> and projections because you are so polarizing, right? Because yeah. you're challenging people to question these parts of themselves that they have within them. Like we all have this version of ourselves that resides within us because this is what it means to be human, right? Mm -hmm. however here you are being a physical expression of that and what I see happening and I'm curious to get your intake your input on this is like as we're evolving the spectrum is is actually growing as well mm -hmm. like the spectrum of mm -hmm. what it means to be human is growing like we're going through this individuation process we're going through this whole fucking uprise and uprooting of what actually has been put in place to restrict us Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and here we are now yeah I'm I'm having a conversation with you and like I don't mm -hmm. see any kind of um aesthetically looking at you you are like truly uniquely expressed right now and mm -hmm. so and I love that I love that mm -hmm. you're being you you know like so yeah I would love your input on that and your experience if you have anything to add 
One of the things I'm deeply journeying at the moment and really trying to make sense of, and I feel like I'm on a bit of a rite of passage, figuring out my true stance on is like, like I, I definitely understand I'm quite individual and unique in certain ways. I'm also normal. Totally. Like yeah. <laughs> it just my biggest desire in the world is is like that everyone can really be normal and not normal in the way that society has put upon us but like that yeah if I want to wear makeup if I want to you know do hip-hop and do queer sex parties if I want blah 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 blah, blah anything that is polarizing is actually just normal you know yeah and I I have the layer of understanding that my normal is not normal for everyone else, but at the same time, it fucking is, you know, like, mm -hmm. and, and this is like the big uprising we're having in the world around, like, I would say versus like, we are expanding into new, I would say we are going into a deeper state of remembering, mm -hmm. like anything yeah. that we talk about now around like working with shamanic tools, like, different cultures, communities, ethnicities coming into society, like gender being dissolved and or expanded, like all of these things have always been in history, but they've been repressed. So rather than we are tapping into something new, we are going into a remembering. Yeah, I love this. And that's... Yeah, like playing around with judgment and shame, the things that we judge in others, we shame within ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so then we repress that within ourselves as well because we fear the judgment of other people because we're actually critical ourselves. Yes. It's like this yeah. like spiral. Yeah. I, I, I often work with uh, like a thing called mirror theory. You know, it's like... Uh, and luckily I have clearing tools to blow off energetic and emotional charge, but it's like, uh, you know, for instance, if someone is like being quite whatever it is extra in a certain way that I feel like I don't have access to or being like racist in a certain way or, or like drug tree in a certain way, it's like uh, my best way is like, how do I see myself in that human? It's like, even as a person that is is non-binary, mm. there's still something in me that is transphobic. Like I have internalized transphobia. That's mm -hmm. that is like my own journey. I'm not outwardly being transphobic to someone, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's within me, you know? Mm -hmm. Same mm -hmm. with like I have internalized racism, I have internalized homophobia, I have internalized, you name it, I got it, you know? Yeah. Maybe I have a different levels to different people, but I, I, I it's something that I'm to like always trying to work with and, and own it within myself rather than project it onto others. And, you know, like even just doing my makeup is like, cool. I'm like working with my internalized, like toxic masculinity mm. that would shit that previously has shamed male-bodied people that wear makeup and be like, 
whatever, you know, whatever the word is or whatever the judgment is, is like, mm-hmm. oh, now I'm not, now I, I'm going into that person. Will I be a person that wears makeup forever? I don't know. But right now I like do it every day. Even if I don't leave the house, I'm like, I'm just, just going to paint my face. I'm just going to do it and I'm doing it for me. And I'm, I'm on it. This is like me doing the deep work, you know, right yeah. now. This is me like in a big shamanic ritual. <laughs> yes, love that. Yeah, I love that because it's, there's so many layers to it as well, you know, like being seen as well, like just being mm-hmm. seen in your expression. Because sometimes mm-hmm. we hide around, we hide behind a, an expression of ourselves that doesn't attract attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because of well that's what I'm journeying actually I'm mm-hmm. not going to project mm-hmm. on you I'm just like I'm journeying through this thing um of wanting to be seen and so therefore not right now I'm just chilling but like really mm-hmm. looking at how I can express myself in ways that is unique to how I'm feeling in that moment mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so yeah it can resonate with what you're experiencing in some ways of what you're spe- speaking to of like doing the work and how that looks for okay. you it's cool mm. really it's cool. always different it's always different as well like for instance i was just mm. in austria at a, a week-long mystery school and as you can see i i dress quite like flamboyantly and like have lots of head and face tattoos and hand tattoos and mm. earrings and makeup and blah and part of my journey because of this in this kind of expression that's usually what the first five to 20 minutes of a conversation with anyone is they're like oh my god I love the way that you are so brave to do your makeup and wear these like wear a skirt or blah 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 and I'm like hey this is just what I'm wearing that's not really who I am and I've had this conversation with the last 30 people right it's like this is maybe mind-blowing to you boring (laughs) for me so at this training I just wore the exact same regular clothes every single day to try and crack through. Like I don't need to be seen and not that when I wear this stuff, I'm trying to, but I'm like, can I? And still, still it was like, no, there's just something about me, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. I can't cover the tattoos as much as, you know, I tried to wear beanies and put a bit of makeup over my boys who don't cry tattoo on my face. Um, I tried to cover up the things, but then it just came to like something else like that needed to like really seeing me in a way that's like, but are you seeing me or are you seeing what you project upon me that, that, that you feel like you don't have, you know, this is something I'm really working with. Like, can I just, can my quote unquote like extraordinary version of myself be actually extraordinary? Yeah. I really desire to be ordinary. Yeah. How awesome is this like projection right here, right now of me, like seeing all these things in you and then also journeying <laughs> through like wanting to be seeing and seeing you and just that is, is a perfect, perfect example of what you've just described. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool. a two-way, two-way medicine street as well, because I also represent my brand as like, I'm a permissionist. Like it, I show I was, up in the world yeah. to give people permission. Yeah. Yeah, I was literally feeling that as you were speaking as well, and I was going to say that. I love that you did. Yeah, by by being your expression, you give people permission to do the same, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. express themselves. So, like, you've gone on this journey. Um, now I'd love to talk about identity and I'd love to talk about 
what that's been like for you because, mm. you know, right before we jumped on changing your pronouns from he, mm. him to they, them, like this is a mm. really hot topic and I feel like not a mm. lot of people really understand it, including myself. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning. Yeah, me too. Um, like maybe as so- soon as I started hearing that language, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me, you know, like. I, I've always been a bit like this whole gender thing doesn't really serve me. You know, it feels quite boxed in. This is what a boy, this is what a male, this is what a girl, this is what a f- woman does. You know, I'm like, no, oh, but I like, I like both of those things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, also can see what gets caught up in a lot of the like um trans and non-binary stuff you know it's like there's a lot of cancer culture involved with it which i don't identify with and like even just beforehand i'm like hey you know like these are my pronouns Mm -hmm. like it's okay if you fuck them up as long as i know you're not doing it with malice but a lot of people will get fucking they'll be like oh my god this cis woman just just got my pronouns wrong. Let's cancel her. I should be on her podcast. You know, like that's what <laughs> certain people do. And it's like, there's a level of like, I, 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 for a long time, I hadn't wanted to be associated with that. Um, so I had, I had identified as gender fluid for a very long time uh, for years and years. Um, but in that allowed us to steal a lot of assumption of the he, him, bro, brother, blah like Mm. it was it was one in 100 times someone would be like they you know and and not automatically assume me as a bro as a this as a that and i like you know underneath this new initiation i'm taking myself through is i love being a bro i love having bros i love being a him i love being he he i love i love all of those things but right now I'm taking a stance that I'm not allowing people just to assume that of me anymore. So it's like, I'm putting out in the world, like, no, I'm non-binary and you actually have to, to start assuming me as that. Mm-hmm. And it may be in some time I will go back to gender fluid because gender fluid allows you to be man, woman, non-binary, mm-hmm. but just because of how I look, you know, I've got a beard, I've got a shaved head. I've, got a cock, I got pecs, I got blah, um, that I'm automatically he, him, I'm automatically a bro, I'm automatically X, Y, Z. Um, and I, yeah, I'm just sort of right now taking this as a stance for myself. And also, you know, at times uh, as a permissionist, as, as I coin myself, and how I wear these things and and speak these ways and do these certain things in the world. It's not only for my personal self, as in like, this is just who I am. It's not only just because I want to give permission to others. It's also me flying my flag going, where are the rest of you? Mm. Where are the people like me that I can have more conversations where I actually learn from you how much more I'm not allowing myself to be more unique especially for me when it comes to sex and relationships. I have such an aversion, like I'm someone that is sexually fluid, pansexual. I I sleep with men, women, trans, non-binary, blah, but I really do not like um, 
the, again, the automatic assumption, if I'm going to be with a guy, we have to do top bottom, yeah. femme, blah. If I'm with a woman, I have to be the, the, the dom or the, the, like the, whatever, the pursuer, the masculine, the, I'm like, no, I want to have very, um, fluid sex and relating, you know, I don't, I don't really want to, I don't want to be a role. I want to be non-binary. I want to be able to be fluid and I want to be met in that. Yeah, totally. I love that. And it's so interesting. Um, I'm noticing myself like going, not, not just noticing with the work that I do is very gender orientated and very male women, like helping men understand women and men, women understand men in heterosexual relationships. It's what Mm -hmm. I know best. Mm -hmm. It has its place. I identify Mm -hmm. as pansexual, but noticing like how limiting that can be as well, you know, because um, that is such a, it is a box. It's so true. Mm -hmm. It's a box Mm -hmm. and it's, Mm I get really challenged because of the understanding the biology of our, our bodies. So mm. like male bodied mm. humans have testosterone, like mm. more, more testosterone than female bodied humans do. And female bodied humans have, you know, we have our menstrual cycles and we have, you know, hormones changing within that as well, which also affects the way that we show up in relationships mm-hmm. and in the way that we show up in the world in general, based on our hormones, like, that's mm-hmm. mm. um what so yeah like i don't know why i mentioned that just throwing it we in we can there. definitely talk it's it's a big it's a big thing within it biology versus gender versus culture versus yeah. energy versus polarity versus you know there's so many elements to take into accord like yeah. there is in my gender fluidity and my non-binary is like <clears throat> at the same and different people have different experiences like i love my cock i love it so much and i love cocks i also love pussy but i love my cock like in no stance of me sometimes dressing like a a woman what society would call is like there's no part of me that's like i want a pussy i do want one actually that's i won't lie about that i would love to know what it's like to to have a a pussy orgasm um yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty great, it's pretty great. <laughs> especially when you yeah, have you've... a few at once <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah um but biology is a big thing but then there's like so many nuances to that is like for instance like i feel like uh a testosterone like still women can or females can have testosterone and and the nuances between different females is is very different you know Mm -hmm. and and the ways that they show up and the ways that testosterone can generate in their body and same with like um estrogen is like Mm -hmm. i I am someone that is is like very on a biological level quite in my feminine essence due mm-hmm. to biology as mm-hmm. well, you know? And yeah. like, for instance, it, that just literally shows by the way that um, I produce a lot of um, estrogen, which means that I, I just can't get rid of my love handles, you know, I'm like mm-hmm. a very fit, uh, healthy mm-hmm. person. But, and then, and then if you look at my partner, he's, he's like, you can't pinch any fat on his around there and he's got a, a lot more testosterone than me yeah um in, in in biology like in a biological way it's like a femme like a, a female biological 
trait I have more than him. So then there still is a spectrum within our biology alone. Totally. Yeah. And there's things that we do in the way that we behave that um, causes those hormones to produce like higher than others. So Mm -hmm. they've done studies as well and they've studied um, the biology of homosexual men and Mm -hmm. there's a hormonal difference between homosexual men compared to heterosexual men as well, which Mm -hmm. is really interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know the actual stats or data, but I found that fascinating too. But I think this is the argument that people come to uh, those who challenge gender and that is the biology. But there's a huge difference between, you know, what we're speaking about here around gender identity mm-hmm. and biological, like the human body. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, do you want to speak into that? Again, there's so many nuances in mm. that. So, so one thing is definitely like culture and conditioning and upbringing is like everyone has a different, like not only do we have different hormones and biology nuances, we also have lots of different um, traumas, conditionings, patterning, culture that has brought us up. Mm. That is, again, like no one has the exact same of that you know so whether what you were exposed to as a child what traumatic experiences you've had what um values were instilled in you is gonna also make your gender and biological and energetic expressions be very different to the point again i could never answer it and i think there's nuances in both sides is some people are just fucking born thinking they were not thinking, feeling, or even knowing that they're born in the wrong body. Like biological something went wrong for mm-hmm. them. And as, as literal people that have both, they, you know, there's intersex people. It's not lots, 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 but they're still, you know, I think 1.7% of people in the world have, have both biological genitals and and reproductive systems which for anyone listening it, one of the best ways i can remember that is that um there's about 1.7 percent redhead people in the world as well so when i see a redhead people redheaded person i go i gotta remember that someone around is intersexed yeah cool that's so this fun fact yeah it's, yeah, it's it's like there's, there's a bit of a difference in in the spectrum, but that's like the closest thing we can refer it to. Yeah. Um, is that yeah, like there is there is a lot of things around the biology and certain people within uh, the queer, trans, non-binary community um, that do have a naive thoughts and and perspective around acknowledging biology and then there's just a bit of confusion around because certain people feel like or know that they've been born into the wrong biology and 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 need to affirm that within themselves with surgery but there's also a lot of talk which i think is a very important conversation around um younger children doing that very early in their life mm-hmm. um, before the questioning of do they truly know if this is the right thing for them? Um, and I just, I just don't think there's an answer for that. I think there's a conversation around yeah. it, but when people polarize into um, 
this is wrong. This is 100% wrong. And usually it's people that have absolutely no experience around what it feels like to be like that. That's never, you know, gone to a therapy session with their child to hear why they feel like that or, or any child in the world or like any, haven't had a lot of conversations like we're having right now to go, oh, fuck, I never really thought about that. They're just focusing on something that is quite confronting is like, the again the nuances and polarity of is it affirming is it mutilation mm-hmm. and and people are polarizing into mutilation and that is very confronting for someone that feels like i need this and you're telling me i'm mutilating my body mm, yeah that's a very charged word yeah yeah thank you for sharing that um something came up while you were sharing and that is noticing the spectrum of humans currently existing and noticing that there are people who have very strong belief systems around um, the LGBTQIA plus community and like what it means to be queer, what it means like homophobic people who are potentially raising children who are now starting to question their own identity, their own sexuality and, and um, you know, I'm just really feeling into that person who is, parented by some parents who may be closed-minded and living in a world that is so accepting now like we are so, we have come so far we've come com- far compared to those generations mm-hmm. and i'm curious like if you ever one if you ever experienced that in your life mm-hmm. not maybe with mm-hmm. your parents but potentially like this confusion of like coming out and expressing yourself mm-hmm. And then the, the second thing I wanted to ask is what would you tell somebody who might be in this position? What advice would you have given yourself? I feel like I want to tell a story that's a bit a bit of a tangent from this, but feels important before going into that to, yeah. to anyone listening because of, uh, you know, like currently I'm holding a pillar of like a quite strongly opinionated queer person. Um, and I, I do really find the importance of both sides. Um, so maybe two years ago, um, I wrote, there was a, um, there's a, Australia's biggest and longest running queer media platform is called the star observer. I was reading that one day and in Sydney, there's a kebab shop owner, pizza shop owner, a Lebanese guy um, running his thing in like a quite a queer hub of the city. Um, and on his Facebook page, um, he had posted a very like home or transphobic meme, like pretty much like killing someone for being trans, for being trans which is pretty fucking devastating. Yes. That is um, on. <laughs> And I don't, I don't, I don't condone that behavior. Of course. I also understand that this person is Muslim. That is not okay in his religion. He has been generation after generation of homophobic, transphobic people. So it's not like super duper intentional as in like, it's, it's got nuances to it again. And to the point where there was a lot of queer people like throwing eggs at him and like 
he was on the news and like people were just like ragging on him and he he made it a, a, a first he doubled down on it and then he apologized and he, he whether it was sincere or not he he did it and he tried um and then um I wrote a big article for the star. I reached out to him because they were on the side of like, this guy deserves to be canceled. His business got closed down. Um, I wrote an article. Um, I can't remember what it was titled, but the, the whole thing was like, Hey, he has just lost his job, his money. He has apologized. And we have just anchored into him that, that, his apology isn't welcome and that we are fierce and dangerous and unforgiving people. So then possibly he goes home. He's not able to put food on, on a plate for his family. He's stressed out and his children, the only way they can make sense is queer people are to blame for why my household is so stressful right now. Why things are feeling so bad. Oh yeah. I said, um, if you got to call someone out, the second part is calling them back in. Yes. I, I created an initiative where, I, and I actually went and had a conversation with him, which he felt very scared of like, would you be open to maybe having a queer curated something on your menu? And then it that, that the profits of that one thing goes towards a, a, a local um, queer initiative foundation of your choice and he said yes and on the star observer that article from anywhere i could see was the most engaged article that has ever came or not ever but in the last couple of years had came out with queer people telling me i am a piece of shit for doing that and that i am like i am uh, I am I am queer baiting like that. I'm not really queer if I if that's my stance, and that I'm I'm secretly homophobic, transphobic. I'm like, excuse me, I am queer. I am gender fluid, and I am a human that wants to act. This we're just perpetuating homophobia and transphobia because we're making it intergener like intergenerational now because we are teaching the children of this person and the family that we are savages and that's what we've been seen as before. So yeah, I really want to give the importance that there is, there is much more to look at than what's on the surface around homophobia, transphobia, and just any kind of phobia that people have in the world of, you know, like people are still misogynistic. People are still, Races, people are still all these things and and there's there's layers to where this comes from and society mm -hmm. has created quite a, a, an unsafe place for us to be okay with being sorry and to, for us to really have a safe space to look at what we've done wrong and to be supported in making the change like I just don't believe that that guy he had a quite a beautiful experience with me Luckily, I can sometimes show up as someone, I, I can be straight passing, you know? Mm. Um, so he could feel safe with me to a certain level, but I seen the fear in his eyes. And when I was messaging him of like, he was terrified of me. Mm. He's this big, huge Lebanese guy, quite wealthy. And he was scared of me that I was, I was going to trick him and I was going to make his life harder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
I'm really moved by what you've just shared. Um, thank you for that. Mm. What I'm hearing is uh, there's a really potent antidote here to this discrimination, to this lack of um, acceptance, to this battle of I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. And it is understanding, empathy. And you showed up with that despite any hurt that you could have potentially felt from what this, you know, you're not condoning that behaviour, you're not accepting or that's not tolerable. Is that right, that word? Um, And here you are representing a very uh, humble and mature demonstration of how to deal with these situations Mm. and then you have the backlash of your own community of people like that's 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 shocking and it's hurtful and it's like again bringing in that antidote of empathy and understanding towards that it's like wow these Mm. people are deeply hurt as well and must feel betrayed and must feel whatever story they've created for themselves which again is their own experience in life and yeah it's just like a hot mess basically Mm. of like projections everywhere you know yeah Yeah. well hurt people hurt people queer community were hurting people the person that had done the thing you know and then mm-hmm. i tried to empathize with both sides and find a solution mm-hmm. and then and then i and then i became like luckily i have a um, resilient and have a thick skin that i was able to i was able to understand like yeah oh, this queer community of course like, like I, I knew i was running a, a, a big risk in, in yeah. writing this article and and that i didn't I didn't think it was going to be received super well it was like yeah one in a hundred comments on that article were like ah thank you for bringing this refreshing thought you know if only we could remember those (laughs) then you do but like (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. So yeah, the, my my intention of sharing that is like I could I could be on this podcast holding the pillar of of like of of making certain listeners that might be you know, cis, hetero, straight relating, blah, 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 make them feel like I am in opposition to them. But I, mm-hmm. I choose to say, hey, I feel both ways. You know, I, I feel empathy on both sides. And also I really want to make it super clear I'm not I'm not perfect, you know, like there's times mm-hmm. where I'm like, fuck everyone, you know, yeah. you fucking homophobic <laughs> piece of shit. You know, like I, I am also that person. Don't worry. I am also one of those cancelling queer people at times. You oh, know? my God. I just thought you were Buddha all the time. I had this vision of you just being peace. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I aspire, but, you know, yeah. I can't know. I don't always lean on what would Jesus do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Mm. What a powerful story. And, like, There's so many layers to what you've just shared around like the theme of this conversation in terms of it, just you thinking for yourself in that moment and not conforming to a particular group of people thinking a certain way. And we've seen a lot of this over the last couple of years in, in 
particular, but we don't want to go there, not on this podcast. Mm. But, you know, the polarizing, um, there's, yeah, there's just these, what I'm trying to, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that there's like this debate, this argument and this attachment to what is right and what is wrong, which is subjective. Mm. It's always subjective. Mm -hmm. And Yeah. yeah, you're like that bridge. Let's just... Yeah. I try. I try. Yeah. I feel like I'd love to bring in something as, you know, as you being the host and you being the personality of this podcast and to maybe, if you feel open, like bringing your listeners in into some of your own journeys as how you reached out to me. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So uh, you're, um, thank you for that. That's awesome. So yeah, you did a post and I, um, I, I was quite okay. I'm going to be completely transparent with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open to the transparency. I can't remember what oh, I interpret. I was like, okay, all right, guys, here it is. So a po- when I, I'm my, my body's like having a <laughs> I did this with Dane as well. I brought him onto my podcast and for the same reasons oh, I felt, yeah. Okay. So you posted a video um, with your with your ring light and what's it called again? We just looked at it. What was that? Uh, um, it was titled to the to the cis woman that that told something like to the cis woman that says trans and queer people are going to collapse society. That's right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What does CIS mean? What does this mean? It's it's essentially just like identifying with the gender that you're born, like that you were assigned as uh, well. So, like when okay. the doctor says you are a girl, and you when you stay with that, yeah. that means you, so you're cisgendered is what yeah. it is. So it's what you were assigned at birth. Yeah. So it wasn't what you said. It was like where I projected it was coming from, mm-hmm. and so I. When I watched it, I was like, oh, who like who is this person? Why like what's the agenda here? Are they mm-hmm. trying to be polarizing? Are they trying to do this, trying to do that? And I was like, no, nah, I'm not following. I actually unfollowed <laughs> you. And then doing the work that I do, I'm like, okay, Sam, there's something here. You're feeling triggered. Mm. Let's go into that. Mm. And so I journeyed with that and I um yeah, recognized the part of myself that fears being outspoken and fears polarizing other people and playing it mm-hmm. safe and not expressing my, like, I've got so much to say and there's so much mm-hmm. that I will say, but mm-hmm. I don't have, haven't, I know that to create the courage is to do the thing, but like mm-hmm. the bravery that I see in you and I misunderstood you. That's what it was. That's what it came down to when I was digging and digging and trying to understand this. I was like, wow, I've really mm. misunderstood this person and haven't mm. taken the time mm. to, I've placed a judgment on one mm. thing that was said that is a total projection and may not actually be truly where your intention resided when you did that real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a fascinating thing with this person. So I was having a conversation with Dane about it. So Dane and I are super close. Love and we agree on we agree on certain things and we are very opposite on others. Like we yeah. currently have a, a thread right now where we're like in disagreement and we're like arguing in messages like right just before I jumped on the podcast. <laughs> and that is a part of our relationship. 
Um, but that's great and, though. You want someone to challenge you, right? Oh uh, yeah. We challenge each other a lot. And, and he was challenged by that post as well. And yeah. um, so what would, what had happened is someone that is within our community that was, that is, I don't personally know, but is friends with a lot of my friends that lives here in the Northern Rivers. Yeah. Had just went on this big rant about how, it's not okay that Hollywood is putting queer and trans people on TV and that we're going to be the collapse of society, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I had just the night before come from my first ever drag show. I went to a big drag show in the Gold Coast and how I talked about, I talked about earlier about, I want to relate with people that there is no gender roles or whatever. And when I was there, I'm looking among the sea of people and there's more people that I can't tell what their, their cisgender is than I can. It's like, I can't just go woman, man, woman, man, woman, 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 man. It's like, fuck, I actually don't know what this person is. Like, and, and like, it was, it was uh, we went to see Trixie and Katia, who are like two of the biggest drag people in the world right now. Um, so there's like thousands of them in the Gold Coast. Again, like in the Gold Coast, I don't expect to see that many queer, mm. non-binary, like mm. un, un, gender unidentifiable people. So I had literally just went to and been in an experience where I saw these people. And then the next day I had seen this thing from someone being like, no, this doesn't exist. You're wrong for doing that. And like, I'm like, listen, Linda, have you even, that's not her real name. <laughs> listen, Linda, have you even been to a queer thing before? Like, have you seen or talked to anyone that identifies in this way? Or are you just willing to just throw it out there to say that they are the collapse of society? So when I made that video, I was from a place of like feeling quite passionate and pissed off. And okay. that but that reel that I had made. So essentially the too long didn't read version was like, listen, if you don't live this identity, I don't think you have permission to tell us that we are the collapse of the society. Right. Yeah. And, and that video was like quite spicy. The one, how I said it. And then I've, I had filmed it maybe two or three times. And there was another one that actually my wording was better, but the energy wasn't there. And I was like, ah, the one that I posted, I'm like, I don't fully agree with absolutely everything I said, but the energy is on point. Mm-hmm. And this is social media mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as an influencer with a personality. What is going to penetrate this message more across? Like if I had posted the version that was a bit more contained, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Oh, my God. Full circle. Love that. <laughs> right yeah so sometimes you have to be a bit polarizing in your opinion because yeah. it, it actually is a conversation starter yeah yeah so yeah. i didn't fully my my again like my my let's just to call back is like my buddha jesus the one <laughs> i can say if you're going to call someone out you can call someone back in is the one that can empathize with both sides in that video i did not portray that person yeah but yes but it got us here it got us here and it also like revealed to me in this moment I'm only realizing the parts of myself that I disown that passion 
and you know dull, dull that dilute that expression because I'm Greek and I can be fiery as fuck but I dilute it because I've been told by the spiritual community uh, yeah that's too much that's it's, too much it's too that's much my biggest fucking hate in the world around the spirit so i mean the spiritual community is like don't fucking make me lose one conditioning and put another over me exactly yeah i hate spiritual dogma is like no i'm gonna be me if that doesn't fit into your fucking box that's why i never subscribe to one thing it's like i practice christianity i catch i practice scientology i practice shamanism i practice paganism i practice buddhism i practice everything and i and i i use what serves me and do not subscribe to fully being in one thing because that is how you end up in a cult that's how you end up being polarized into one particular person in one particular thing and society is really not okay with that yeah i'm guilty of that <laughs> so am i so am yeah. i like i i am i'm quite that. self-righteously saying this right now yeah. and someone's probably listening and going listen to this fucking douchebag <laughs> i can tell the way that they subscribe to one certain thing I, I i am aware of that i think that's the important part is awareness awareness and it's through that experience of losing sight of who we are in in mm. that culty kind of experience that is out there that we get to that what I what I learned from that was like holy crap this isn't me you know I started mm-hmm. thinking like the person that was leading like what would they do what would they think how would they behave and mm-hmm. I lost the, my own inner voice and mm-hmm. I love your approach I do the same thing I'm like we're all like Jesus we're all traveling through life going on our own pilgrimage it's all about creating our own specific toolbox Mm-hmm. That works for us. There isn't one tool, one size fits all. It's about creating a relationship with your inner wisdom because we have all of the answers from within. And whatever mm-hmm. tools serve you to help you unpack, uncondition, unlearn all the things that told you not to listen to that voice, create that for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm noticing the time. I'm like, crap, how did we get here? <laughs> <laughs> i am someone on the podcast venture i don't know how long you run for but i'm always like if the conversation's flowing i'm here but yeah also if you're like a you do a one hour limit I'm also oh, no, I don't. it's just that being mindful of um the time that we agree to and just respecting your time and boundaries with that uh no i'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty free for today okay. i would have just been in bed sulking so here we are yeah yeah i love that you've come on and you've shown up um you know and you've like created your see this is the thing that we spoke this is really cool actually what we spoke about before coming on here like you're in tune with your medicine and what Mm -hmm. your medicine is was coming on here and speaking into the things that Mm. make you you and speaking about what you're passionate about and that's your medicine for what you're moving through right now which is yeah yeah not everybody's medicine you know and that's no no yeah Yeah, I, I, I like I had lightly mentioned to you in the voice messages when you had reached out. Mm. I was like, hey, yeah, I'm in a, like a massive place of like I've just burnt my personality. I'm like still quite just been in mystery school over in Austria. And a lot of that, like, for instance, this one that you go to, you, you don't even go there with a name. You know, you're not allowed to have a name. You're not, you're not Paisley. You're not Samantha. You're not coming in being like, I'm a influencer. I run a podcast. I... You know, I wear this usually. This is my usual type that I mean, none of that is allowed. You know, you go in there and do a lot of transpersonal work 
and I'm still in a place of like coming back into the quote unquote normal world um, mm. and bringing my personality back. So like to have an opportunity to just like really tap into my personality here is, is like a healing medicine for me to be able to fully interact with day-to-day mm. life. You know, like I am I, beyond the title is like, I, I, I just previously have just been beyond the deep end, you know, I've been all the way in the void. Yeah um in a mystery school and yeah i'm i am using the tools to come back and like yeah you can't you can't you, you need identity in the day-to-day life you know so I'm, yeah this is a self-actualization of like ask me questions about myself and i'm going to answer them and and like remind myself of what my opinions are and, and maybe how they've also changed since i was mm. last in mystery school what my new personality wants to look at you know and, and the best way I can maybe explain this to people that are like what the fuck is mystery school what is the void what is transpersonal work is like it's as if I've just been on a like a very long ayahuasca or DMT or uh, LSD mushroom like a really 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 long one like a long long psychedelic trip but I did all of it sober yeah cool so ego death I'm hearing, but beyond yes. that, it's uh, it's it's ego death. But usually, when you do an ego death, it's like ego death, and then bring the personality back. It's like ego death, and ego death, and ego death, and stay and stay and stay and go deeper into that, deeper into that, like uh. creating rituals and practices of like no, 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 no. The ego doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. Stay, Whoa. stay, like. How do you continue to stay there? How did that feel in your body being in that place? I'm noticing my some uh, energy move around my body. <laughs> Hearing um, about it. <laughs> so this is the second time I had done this particular mystery school. I'm someone that does a bit of mystery school. Um, this is the second time I had done this particular one. And The first time it's real it was really hard for me to figure out how to pull that apart and not just bring in my personality. This time it felt like it was quite natural. I was a bit in, I was a bit of the like uh maybe polarized myself into like everyone else is doing this wrong. <laughs> it's like uh, uh, but in that, you know, like one of the biggest things that happened in that was um many, many, many things, but my my gender was that that was where I went from gender fluid to non-binary. And one of the most beautiful endearing things that I love about me and my partner. So I, I'm currently in a long-term relationship with a male in my first time. Um, and we call each other Boyfi. Boyfi. Hey Boyfi, how are you doing? <laughs> and so endearing. And and like a lot of people thought, oh, that's just like a honeymoon phase thing. You know, it's like, no, 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 we keep that. And when I started, like when I was going into the void, losing my personality, losing my gender, I was like, oh no, what happens to Boyfi? I can't let go of that. Mm. I don't want to come out of here and not be able to be called Boyfi anymore. Mm. Um, it's like just fascinating, just like a little thing like that. I can lose so much more of my personality. The ego, the, like one of the biggest ego death going on in there is, is like, boyfy you know it's like that seems so lame but that was massive you know <laughs> that's the not things. the thing that- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah like within there I had lost like essentially like we lost our relationship um 
Wow. We are we are still together and we're mourning a breakup, like a massive, like we are both not the same people and our relationship is not the same relationship. So mm-hmm. we're both going through a, a breakup while staying together, which is r- really fucking hard. And we've both got other things dying and dead within us. And we're trying to figure out who we are mm-hmm. um, again. Um, that's some of the hardest stuff is like, um, this time it was so much harder doing it in a relationship mm-hmm. when, you know, relationships have boundaries and agreements and ways that we show up for each other. But what mm-hmm. happens when you're not yourself anymore? How do you do relationship when you're, when all your boundaries and agreements are not who you are, but then you have to see those things that previously a personality be broken and, and be dissolved but your your personality is like screaming your ego is is part of an ego death Mm -hmm. is like your ego is like no like those boundaries are there for a reason i needed them to be safe Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so you go you've gone to mystery school you've let go of i feel like i'm about to sneeze (laughs) you've let go of all of you and then you've come back and are you integrating now or is that a permanent mm-hmm. thing? Like integrating. You're just integrating. integrating what you've been through. And so it's I've I'm, I'm seeing a phoenix rising, like you've burned everything to the ashes and now you're you're coming out as a phoenix. Why literally in a transpersonal way, which may not mean much to some people, but yes to the point that like yeah there was there's like a, a literal ritual of being burnt to smithereens yes cool wow wow love that <laughs> yeah. and so your relationship of what it was and your partner's in full support of this as well my partner was also at the, the oh training. he was there too wow yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Cool. oh my <laughs> god that's so cool that that you got to journey that together yeah uh but the level of th- enthusiasm you're showing right now <laughs> is not how i feel <laughs> yeah just like you're just like coming out of the forest like twigs yeah. everywhere and like scratches <laughs> and bruises smoldering <laughs> ash burning off and you're like wow i'm so happy for you but it's, oh, it's, it's truth great. in that we're just we're just not all the way there. Like, for instance, the other day when I was at Quid Ball, I had bumped into a friend that does mystery school. And they're like, oh, how was your Euro trip? And I was like, oh, I went and did, went and did um, XYZ in Austria. And they're like, oh, yeah, with your partner. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I've <laughs> like, never been to mystery school, fuck. obviously. <laughs> they were like I would never do that with my partner (laughs) (laughs) not that particular training there's other ones that you you know it's more for partners but that one is like oh you did that wow are you okay (laughs) wow I I don't actually know a lot about mystery school at all I'm so out of the know what Mm -hmm. I mean I don't want like I want to ask you what goes on, but then that's that kind of like mm-hmm. is a bit of a can't I can't yeah because it's mystery school like it's, mystery school yeah I would I would maybe off air I will I will maybe prompt you in a direction of people that maybe you could get on your podcast that are mystery school teachers yeah cool um, but I would not say on the podcast given that I've given little bits of my experience that people might judge okay I would never do that um, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to drop any names of the schools that I go to because then it might 
put a tarnish on their name, but I would tell you off off air cool. a few of them. Um, that Thank yeah, you. maybe you can introduce that to the deep end and to people to get a bit of perspective around mm. it. Because to me, uh, doing that kind of deep non-dual transpersonal mysterious work is is where we go into these places how we're talking about like the nuances of absolutely everything mm-hmm. how yeah. do we stop polarizing um is by doing that deep work where you embody it all you know it's yeah. like can you be can you be the hetero the 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 queer the this gender the this racist this this uh activist and can you be nothing Mm -hmm. can you Mm -hmm. actually just be nothing yeah wow yeah wow I wish I could just like put the emoji of like the mind blown in front of (laughs) that's what I'm experiencing yeah because my orientation has been around the human experience and looking at the spectrum of like I think of our emotions like a wheel and we're here to experience all of it. But then the opposite of that is the void. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Yeah. I just have lots of these <laughs> moments trying to comprehend <laughs> it, but it's not something that we can really comprehend. Hey, because mm-hmm. it's, it's I've seen this amazing meme the other day. We've been doing something like a like void work memes memes are life let's just all agree on that oh my god I think that's everything memes. we all can agree on <laughs> yeah. um, upon all the opinions of this podcast we all agree that memes are life yeah um, um you know that one of that guy and he's holding like a, a a rum on the a scotch on the rocks or something like that and it's like uh i don't always think blah but when i do you know that guy and he's like leonardo dicaprio no, no, some other guy. Anyways, um, and I it's know. like I don't, I don't always, um, I don't always think I'm in the void. But when I do think I'm in the void, I'm definitely not. And what that means is like anything that you, if you go, ah, oh, I am nothing right now. It's like, well, no, you're th- something because you're thinking you are nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that reminds me of this expression: those who know don't speak and those who Mm -hmm. speak don't know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's like this and we don't know what we don't know Mm -hmm. can and it's such a practice to be in the unknown oh my goodness (laughs) the discomfort the lessons i've had to learn with that comfortable to just go i'm surrendering to this yeah and this is part of you know, letting go of control in relationships as well, which I'm mostly passionate uh, about of like trying to know what the other person is thinking or feeling or trying to know what's going to happen, where the future is like where your relationship's going. Like, and so it's like we meet, it's like the feelings and the sensations of uncertainty that we feel in the body. Like when you were describing your experience, I could feel that I could mm. unknown was very present mm. in my field the sensations mm-hmm. of my body were like discomfort around my heart space and then just noticing that and then noticing the sensations rise up to my mind and my mind trying to create a story of this and then bringing it back down mm-hmm. into being present with the sensations. That is a practice. Mm-hmm. 
it's a fascinating thing that you bring up control and especially in relationships is like a, a prompt that I want to put out there for yourself and for anyone listening and even just for myself to talk about it a bit is like, you know, right now I'm saying like, I'm semi in a space of like, I don't really know who I am and I'm redeveloping that after mystery school. So does my partner, right? Mm-hmm. And, and certain parts of what helps us not need to feel controlling of our partners is when we know who they are. It's like, okay, I know who you are. Like you mm-hmm. do your thing because I trust you and who you are. Right now we're both trying, we both don't know who we are anymore mm-hmm. and we're redeveloping that. And not only do we not who know who we are, but we don't know who our partner is anymore either. So it's like, ah, and anytime we do something that's not who we were before, it's like, no, go back to who you were. That was safer. I need you to be the safe person because right now I feel... And it's like care about every time we're fully just like, oh, we are redeveloping humans. We don't need to control each other is when we're in like that true, deep, unknown, unconditional love of like, we don't have to be anybody. We just have to be. Mm. And we be and, and when we be that together is so beautiful. Mm. But I also have to be very honest right now. It's, it's more we're both in a bit more of the controlling space than in the being space so we have our practices <laughs> to drop into that <laughs> i'm like sitting Hence, here with my eyes closed like really feeling into the subtle beauty of that <laughs> and I'm like i'm um, just hold on like vinyl scratch oh, just hold on that's not true for me right now like how i just said i just came into the podcast for people that before we're having a discussion I'm like hey I just like came from bed I'm all upset and rah rah it's like literally because we're just having a moment of like Mm. controlling one another before coming in um Mm. and you know it's like and then we've just dedicated like okay this afternoon we're gonna go do some practice and dropping back into that just like fully letting go of control and like it's fucking work you know oh my god I've, I've been so frustrated since being back from Europe of like, I'm a bit cynical about relationships, which sucks because I feel like, yeah, like before we, when we're in Europe and we're like traveling around and living this amazing life, we have like money, uh, we work so little hours, we're like a hot couple and people think we're a power couple and all these amazing things and we're so naive and so happy and so boyfie 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 and blah 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 um and then in 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 like in the shower just before i come in here i'm like relationships fucking suck like just so much fucking work my next client that asks me if they should be in a relate i'm gonna say no bitch like just stay single it's so much easier you only have to do the work for yourself you don't have to do the work for the relationship and for your partner and don't do it i'm like oh like what is that voice just there yeah i'm resentful about relationships right now but i just have to honor that that's just true in this moment and it's all I also know it's not true I love being in a relationship I also know how much deeper how much further I'm going into the deep end because of this relationship yeah like yes and the relationships serve their purpose in allowing us to build deeper relationships with ourselves otherwise Mm -hmm. that we don't get to explore this the darkness within us if we're not being mirrored that in our relationships (laughs) And that's what's really hard because it's kind of like um, you're kind of saying the same thing in a way. Mm. It's like 
well, it's like the way I perceive it and what I'm hearing is like I am actually finding it really hard to go to these really uncomfortable places within myself because I don't mm. want to face that truth of what I am or who I am or what I'm like whatever it is that's coming up in that relationship dynamic. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, what am I trying to say? It's kind of like this dance between um, learning how to cultivate safety from within and drop mm-hmm. into into the dropping away the control because like we're lacking control of how we're feeling within ourselves. So we're trying to control other people because mm-hmm. everything that's going on inside is just out of control and mm-hmm. we don't get mm-hmm. to experience how to flip that around unless we're in relationships mm-hmm. yeah well, that's the fascinating thing is like I try not shame the part of me that is controlling because of yeah. I'm only doing it from a place of trying to make myself feel safe yeah yeah but the other side of that is when you're controlling someone they don't feel safe yeah 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 it's a hard balance to find where the balance is of like where I can feel safe and you can feel safe and it's like the question of like, why am I trying to control? What's this really about? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Where does this come from and, and why are they reflecting that in me? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Deep yeah. down it's like I, I personally have experienced, witnessed, observed that underneath it all what we desire is mm. connection. Oh yeah, it's all we want. We want connection. We want we want just to be in with someone, you know? Yeah. It's it's fascinating. Like this is a big thing also journeying in my relationship is like, you know, I've dated let's say maybe been in like 10 to 20 proper relationships with women. Um so I had to face more of my mum stuff, you know, like things, projections that I've had around my mom and what she means to me and blah, 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 blah. Um, and now I'm dating a man and now he is my dad, you know, and mm. I'm having to do all the daddy work, you know, like, oh, all my mm. daddy issues are coming up. It's like, mm-hmm. ah, damn, I should have just stick to dating women because I was getting deeper into having moved through all my mummy shit and could just show up normally. And it's like, oh, no, nah, now you got to do daddy work. It's interesting because um, the relationship I was recently in, it's really fresh. We, we literally just ended things. I was representing, I, I was seeing my mum and him and he was seeing his dad in me and it was like this really like uh. opposite kind of healing journey, which was really interesting to sort of um, observe, which I haven't experienced before, mm, which then yeah, goes rare. into like, and yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, so beautiful. Um but, yeah, that's kind of like another layer of the gender, you know, identities that we put male-bodied mm. people to identify our fathers. And, like, it's really mm. just the healing and the wounds that we experience. Any person can represent that part, part you know. Like, I've had friends actually reveal to me stuff within my stepdad that I didn't know mm. that links to his behaviour and how he was when I was growing up. Mm. It's just interesting, like humans yeah fascinating uh around you know like we just talked about biology and then gender but then there's also energy i'm curious to hear if you feel open to talking about it in your past relationship that's just dissolved um would you say you were maybe more the masculine one in the relationship um if we're looking at the energetics of the masculine archetype 
I feel energetically energetically yeah 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 energetically I am in my masculine more than I am in my feminine I noticed just my day-to-day life like running a business I really need my masculine he's amazing that energy just shows up like like I always get like really stumped on my I trip up over my words sometimes I'm like I'm calling the masculine he and it's like yeah that's that's a very fucking tricky linguistic thing and it yeah it burns me but I was like you know I'm not gonna fucking call it up now because I can see you're moving through a piece but yeah that that thing I think is yeah right it's such a program though like I'm it's programmed as fuck yeah yeah but I just it just falls out and again also with the yeah 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 um yeah but in the relationship I noticed myself really not wanting to be in my masculine energy Mm. and feeling frustrated when the polarity was that I was in my masculine because I didn't feel Mm. safe to be in my feminine. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, so fascinating that, you know, like when we look at that, it's like, oh, so it's, it's not about the gender in it. It's about the, and then, and then it's like, I presume is like, well, then, you know, no wonder why he was representing your mum because of the polarity was, you know, I'm sure your mum was more the feminine one of your parents' relationships. It's like, actually, it wasn't about the gender, it was about the energy in this dynamic. It's like, oh my God, we're so complicated as fucking beings. It's like... <laughs> so complicated. A, a, a f- friend of mine has in her song, um, the difference between us and animals is they know their purpose and we don't. <laughs> like animals are just like, just like done, you know, like we, this is just what I got to do. This is what I play out. This is how I go. They're not like having big racial, gender, sexuality, energetic debates in how they shop like that I know of, but we have so many nuances and it's so complicated and frustrating and, and just real, but beautiful and poetic. It's like, ah, like how can it both be the fucking most annoying thing in life? And also what inspires me to be creative and show up in the world. It's like, ah, I just want to fucking throw my chair through this, wall and then take a photo of it and like frame it because it's a piece of art at the same time it's like ah this is so complicated and easy yeah I feel that like when I speak about just then having that experience with you of like tripping up over my words being mindful of not offending being mindful of also like what I'm saying what isn't my thought what is programmed what is conditioned and observing myself say it and then like because I'm still I've got my training wheels on like I'm still you know when you learn (laughs) something and you're like integrating it call it out in the moment um yeah well well done for doing that also thank you god stuff me and it's also really (laughs) difficult because the work that I do is orientated towards heterosexual relationships where I use the traditional pronouns and they're my audience they're the people I work Mm -hmm. with you know and I do Mm -hmm. receive people like you've got to be more um, gender inclusive and whatnot. And I'm like, there are people out there that have that transmission and can support mm-hmm. you in that. And like mm-hmm. um, my mm-hmm. healing work is in this space because that's 
Mm. what I know, but I'm curious to see, like, hear what you think, because I've got my own projections about what I think that you think, and I'm judging myself for it. (laughs) Um, You know, like there's something, um, this is the thing about, I perceive around the gender inclusivity piece is like, you know, for instance, like you say, you, you mostly work with hetero people and cisgendered people and you, and that's what you are equipped with. Right. And that's mm-hmm. what you know. And I'm sure you're fucking brilliant with it. Um, you know, I, I don't know you much beyond the little bits of the exchange of conversation that we've had. And and then this moment now, which I'm, I'm loving your energy and, mm-hmm. and yeah, I can, I can also, judge you as like you know rock up i'm like oh wow she's really beautiful like lovely tan great smile big eyes like you are very to me just objectively good looking and usually that also comes with like a bit of uh sometimes you know for instance it's like quirkiness usually represents queerness and gender inclusivity and it's like uh it's like um, a thing that is true, I think, is a bit novel as well as there's like there's pretty privilege as well, you know, and usually that goes along with like this cisgender blah, blah, blah stuff. Yeah, yeah. What I'm trying to get to is like, um, for instance, I have a friend, I don't feel like I'll name him now, but super or super straight presenting person that is Mm -hmm. cis that is like hetero that and and has a really epic like male leadership role and Mm -hmm. is massive on social media um and has this really epic dark masculine penetrative energy and like really getting to the core of men in men's work and somewhat I think the people that really need to work with him is queer men and also like uh and like mm, gender non-conforming men or cock owners yeah they you they really need to work with him I wonder if it's a person I had on my podcast yesterday I'll ask you after the show because you've made it clear I'm I'm pretty sure it is um (laughs) is that that but that their framing is not inclusive to that. And I've had lots of yeah, yeah, my yeah. queer clients be like, I really want to work with this person, but I just sometimes feel unsafe. But no, they have the medicine because it's mm. pretty rare that a queer mm. if they were looking to do men's work, queer men's work isn't gonna really have that strong, like dark masculine, penetrative, like energy it's going to be a bit more feminine and and soft yeah. and like include so it's like ah, uh, the people that need your work the most can't access you because they don't feel safe just from language yeah wow that's so fascinating because it's like this person if it's who i think it is is representing their shadows basically yeah yeah like the parts yeah. of themselves that they're really craving or potentially wanting to integrate and here they are yeah. and Mm. cool yeah I love that and I love that like the way you've weaved in the medicine one of my clients is bisexual and so we've been through this journey of her coming out and like you know really like we're working together for a year so it's like this really Mm. beautiful reminder this conversation that Mm. I Mm. am yeah it's just yeah (laughs) thanks for that do you mind if I 
That's okay. Yeah. Do you mind if I do like a, a a medicine projection of you, but you don't have to take on? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So for instance, like again, coming, I'm a bit of a, I'm luckily like I was actually popular in school and, and have always had a high, pretty high level of confidence. So I don't have much of a wound around a popular kid. Um, but a lot of people that are pro- within the queer community usually ones that got bullied mm-hmm. and probably made them go more mm. um, into the like, fuck, I'm a loser. I need to be more weird, right, rah. And oh. I don't know what your history is, but archetypally on the surface as a stereotype, you would represent the cool hot chick from school. The one totally that wasn't, they, but yeah, yeah. It usually that usually that's the case with someone like yourself. I also know is like through personal development, you've actually set more into your beauty and your confidence and blah. Mm. Um, but to someone that is, you know, again, I'm stereotyping yeah. and polarizing here. Someone that is so like you represent the archetype of the hot, confident, popular girl. You know, it's like <laughs> you're just a big brother, right? Is like. Yeah. <laughs> That's you could more fit that in a stereotypical way on yeah. the surface. You yeah, know, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that's your truth beneath it. But then for someone that is like maybe uh, a non-binary, quirky, got teased at school, still stuck a bit in that archetype, probably the biggest medicine they could have is working with someone like you and feeling validated and space held by someone that represents the person that hurt them the most at school. Oh, yeah, I see that. Wow. And then yeah. when when it's a bit when the inclusive language isn't made or there's these slip ups that you're working on, it yeah. sort of validates their story that like yeah. oh I could never work she she would never care about me or listen to me or be able to hold space so I'm just going to continue to work with the people that are like me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, thank you for that because that's like also my story of like oh there's people out there that can support you and just kind of like there's a healing journey for both parties as well. Mm-hmm. Even though mm-hmm. I wasn't yeah all the things I was like yeah yeah hair, braces school like you know oh. yeah so I was like <laughs> I was a bit of a nerd sat in the front row of class yeah oh. and I still have that in me. So when I receive mm. that, I. Mm. I understand the stereotype that I am and how mm. I fit into society based on the aesthetics that I have and what people perceive me as. But beneath this mm. is so much depth, you know, and so much mm-hmm. more than what meets the eye, which mm-hmm. I remember going into the Big Brother house and one of the housemates, Taras, he's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, yeah, you look like a diva. I totally judged you. I was wearing this like sequence. and then he he got to see my personality and like I wear bucket Mm. hats I like just kind of I dress more masculine if we're going to use that terminology and yeah um yeah yeah, it's just like it's it's so interesting receiving that thank you um Mm. and also a nice little reminder to that that's a challenge for me to Mm. it's a great challenge it's a really beautiful challenge for me to create a language that is more inclusive and Mm -hmm. to not be automated in the way that I write that's not even coming from my true essence it's coming from some Mm -hmm. the the societal conditioning that I've experienced in this lifetime so challenge accepted Paisley (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is a really this conversation is a really great example of that because you know I also you know someone like I am quite privileged I am very very privileged like in my my confidence in 
like one, take the makeup off and the bit of the jewelry, I can walk down the street and people think I'm straight, you know? I got mm-hmm. that. Two yeah. is I'm privileged because I'm quite confident in my queerness and in my my gender non-conforming way. Mm-hmm. And three is the, the big thing in society right now, especially in more social media space, mm-hmm. is like um, being queer and, and, and non-binary is hot commodity. Yeah, it's hot commodity, to the point that it's like I perceive there's a there was maybe a level before you know reached out to me of like that sort of how that person might feel about you. You felt about me like oh I'm not good enough to reach out. He's going to judge me as this person, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That that it happens the other way around. That like actually there's a level of like in the hierarchy, a, a queer confident non-binary person holds a like a, a hierarchy over maybe the the confident straight cis good looking person you know because like oh i'm not good enough for you, all your technical languages and your non-conforming ways i went through that i think that kind mm-hmm. of like we with, within the voice memos you may have picked up on that even like i was just very because i um, I want that, mm, you know, mm. I want to be quirky and I want to, well, I'm not queer, but I want to have that, like. Wait, I feel like earlier you said you're pansexual. I am pansexual. So is that queer? So this is the thing. I'm still learning about all the labels. Like, well, it's, that's your choice, you know, like yeah. it, it blank on a blanket level, queer, but that's your own internal My own choice journey, of what I, I choose say. to identify with. Is that yeah. what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't have to be queer if you don't want to be, you know, you can just, you yeah. can just love who and be attracted to whoever you want to be. You don't have to fall into that umbrella if that doesn't feel comfortable or true to you. you know? Well, that's why I like pan because pan is all inclusive and it's not this, like, it's not limited by what, the, the vessel or the meat suit somebody is in, it's the energetic exchange that I experience from person mm-hmm. to person that I, that's what creates the attraction. Mm-hmm. Like if you well, lined do, up. Do you consider yourself as a part of the LGBTQI plus community? Yes, but I okay. haven't been in it, you know, like I, because mm-hmm. I don't know, there's so much I don't know. And I did do mm-hmm. that, I pedestaled you and I was like, this person's not going to be interested in talking to somebody like me, but you know what, fuck it, I'm going to reach out anyway because mm, I'm interested mm. in talking to you because mm. I feel challenged to grow mm. and to expand my awareness and to um, learn, you know, and to mm. teach others who probably have similar mindsets to me or different mindsets to me and, you mm. know, may feel challenged or may feel actually interested or excited or seen or heard from this conversation. Mm. Like the ceremony, yeah. So, have so many, yeah, so many, so many preconceived judgments, and and like we said earlier, like it's it's uh, all we all seek is connection, you know. And I yeah. I felt you being like, hey, I'm being authentic. You represent this to me. I want to dissolve that through conversation. Would you be open to that? So that's that's the surface level that like makes yeah. me sound like, yeah, I would just do that for anyone. At the same time, I'm a business person, you know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, who is this person? Oh, cool. They've got a similar following to me. Seems like a good business yeah. exchange at the same time, you know? Like yeah. if I'm yeah. going to put my, if someone had 
a 50 people following, I'm probably going to say, hey, look, I'm probably going to do it a bit different. And, hey, look, maybe you should jump into one of my programs or read one of my free eBooks or whatever and, and connect with me through that way because it's actually not going to be fair for me, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that mindset. Um, yeah, cool. It's like an exchange and really appreciate that as well, like your willingness to come and have a conversation with me about all the things that we have spoken about. It's been, yeah, yeah such a pleasure to to explore the things. And I like the way that you've challenged me as well, asking questions <laughs> and like cornering me. It's been fun. <laughs> I feel like it's important. And I like I run my own podcast is sometimes I get to the end. I'm like, fuck, I just was very focused on them and didn't give much of myself. And a lot of the people, people follow me. They don't follow who my guests are. I've got to bring more of myself. So I was like trying to bring an opportunity for it's like, for, for people to also learn more about you and your audience and being like, oh, wow, you know, this person I'm on a journey with is not only introduced someone new to me, but also shared some of their pieces and, and just my own general curiosity, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Conversation. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I do that sometimes in my podcast. I'm like, uh, just so you know, I do share a bit about me because it also helps people who are listening to know that like, if, it's, it's what comes up for me who may or may not come up for them, but like we're here having an authentic and raw conversation and it's, it all comes down to relating with each other, relating mm. through conversation, but also relating our, our, our story and other people's stories. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. It's like we use each other as a mirror to learn more about ourselves. Yeah, thank you for that. What a gift. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and thanks for joining me. It's been such a pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah, it's an epic conversation, a big medicine journey for me. I'm really appreciative. And yeah, I look forward to what this inspires in me for the rest of my day. Yeah, awesome. I look forward mm. to witness the ripple effect of this conversation for people who have been listening. Yeah. Thank you guys. And I will catch you in the next episode. Mwah.